Hey, everyone. Uh, before we get to Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy, I want to tell you that if you're a podcast fan, Spotify is making it easy for you to stream this podcast and many others like it, although there are no other podcasts like this one, if we're being honest, um, on your mobile device, desktop app, and smart speaker. Just open the app on your mobile device or desktop, click on the Browse channel, and then click on the Podcast section. You'll be able to stay thoroughly entertained during your commute to work, your drive home, and downtime now, thanks to Spotify. Chronic to Collapse, Town and Into Now, respectively, that is. This is Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy? The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M. This is Good Rock and Roll. Bloop, bloop, blop, flop, flip, flang, plang, plume. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard me do my Beavis and Butthead? It is. Cornholio! Wow, you're actually quite good. That was you doing it. Um, Welcome to the show. Ah, Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. uh, And now I want to, now that I've welcomed my co-host to the show, I want to welcome the audience to the show. Welcome to the show. Um, this is Are You Talking R.E.M. Me? We're going to be talking about the musical combination R.E.M. The today. musical combination. <laughs> Specifically, the album uh, What's Up, Doc, you meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Whoa. Yep, yep. Going to be talking about every song, every B-side. Yeah. Not every B-side. All of them. Taking the live ones out. Um, but my name, by the way, is Scott of the... Thank you very much for putting that down. Yeah, we well, didn't I have eye contact. Eyes. Yes, eyes. Oh, eyes. Oh, eyes is the name of this chapter of my life. Oh, eyes. Oh, eyes. Old idiots. Let's talk about eyes. Let's talk about them right now. Eyes. Mm-hmm. Most people, two of them. Two eyes. Some people, one. Some people, none. Some people, none. Those, those people, are the real uh, unfortunate souls the out there. real, real unlucky fuckers. Although, I bet, none. I, I would bet that we have a higher no-eyed percentage of listeners than the percentage of no-eyed people in the world because podcasts are an aural medium. Well, listen, uh... I'd like to backtrack and say the no-eyed contingent is uh, are people who are unlucky fuckers. They're unlucky fuckers, but there are unlucky fuckers, you know? They are or there are. There are unlucky fuckers is what I'm trying to say, and they are them. If you don't got two eyes or even one eye, get the fuck out. (laughs) We don't want your listenership. Okay. I think this might be a part of the show we end up cutting out. No. No. <laughs> um, absolutely not. By the way, from now on, uh, new new rules. Yeah. 
Bill Maher, new rules. No more cutting things out of the no show. No more cutting things out no of the show. No more cutting things out. Man, you should see what's lying here on the cutting room floor. <laughs> a lot of tasty bits. Um, We're no longer doing it. Anytime you say to me, hey, can we cut that part out about? I'm no. Say, Fuck you. It's a no. <laughs> hey, if you don't mean it, don't say it. Hey, listen. Is this a, an episode of Talking About Eyes? <laughs> I believe it might be. Hey, welcome to Talking About Eyes. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And uh, we're talking about eyes. Eye, eyes. Eyeballs, eye holes, eye. irises. Uh, we were talking about people with no eyes, people with one eye. Most people have two. How about this, Scott? What about the people with three? The, it's very rare. Three eyes. Very rare, but you see it out there. Like uh, It's probably been... Two weeks since I've seen one. I mean, that's how yeah. rare it is. Yeah. But you'll just walking down the street just the other day. Right. And just you'll look at someone and someone will like pull up their cap Twilight yeah. Zone style. Right. <laughs> like that guy at the diner. And there, there's the third eye. And you're like. So is it always is. on the forehead when you see people with three eyes? Usually it's on the forehead. But right. it can it can bounce around, you know. Like wh- what are some other places where there might be a third eye? You know, there's uh, sometimes on the shoulder, uh-huh. sometimes in the small of the back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then. Uh-huh. Occasionally, just uh-huh. right there on the butthole. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just a uh-huh. third uh-huh. eye butthole. surprise. Okay, okay. And that's been talking about yeah, eyes. That was a- Bye. Goodbye. It's <laughs> a pretty good uh, episode of that show. Uh, I mean, it's not a good show. No, no, no. But a good episode of a bad show. As far as that show goes, good episode. Talk of about a eyes. Terrible, terrible, terrible show. You know what's interesting is that is the first episode ever of Talking About Eyes and the last. <laughs> I I always brace myself when you say you know what's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, because you know <laughs> the percentages are very, very sketchy. I think it's zero percent. <laughs> you told me a story right before we came on air, and you basically said you you saw someone. Uh, I'm not going to say who you said. You said you saw a famous person, and then you, and you said this is interesting. And then you told me the story, and you basically just said you saw someone. Wait, <laughs> I, we did this today? Yes, just right before we pressed record on this thing. And you gave me more detail, which was I went to this thing and then I saw someone. I was like, well, you've just basically retold me this, the headline. I don't remember. All right, we'll talk about it later. This but we're not going to cut this. We're not cutting this. Fine. By the way, my co-host today, yeah, for this today's episode, yeah, yeah, is a little man yeah. named. Uh, he's of course the star of Big Little Lies Two. Ain't gonna stop lying ever. That's um, right. The lies are coming. A little, a little man. Lies are coming on strong. They're fast and furious. This time. is this in the Fast and Furious universe, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it is. the yeah. Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah is like all... Toretto going to come in at some point? And... Yeah, Wilson and Jones are going to come in and <laughs> rock, rock How do you the know house. Wilson. And Jones? I don't know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I barely know but Toretto. I, I know the Fast and Furious universe quite well. The Funiverse, because this uh, are you talking REM re me is in the same uh, podcast universe as. Um, as uh, Paul and June's show about how did this get made? Yes, which is uh, our sister show on the very same network. Exactly, it's in the same universe, same podcast universe. Why have you covered uh, that that uh, movie on that show? I go and do. I. It's always nice to meet a fan. I do every time there's a Fast and Furious movie (laughs) out. I go and do. uh, How did this get made? With uh, oh, really? That must be fun for you. It's it's great. It's interesting that you. 
is the first you're hearing of it. But I, you know what? I, I'm a big fan, obviously, of your work, but I can't keep up with it all. You have a lot of projects going on. That's that's right. You know, you're not one of these actors who's out there and is like, you know what? I'm gonna f- do a season of Big Little Lies every once every two years, and then I'm just gonna blow myself. Then I'm just gonna fart. <laughs> <laughs> What's on the schedule today? <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott is my co-host today. Hi. There he is. Hi. There he is. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and a very, very exciting episode uh, of oh, the man. show today oh, coming up. We're talking, of of course, exclusively about the band Hariam and- um, Hariam. Did we ever find out what that stands for? Or Hariam? Hariam. Uh, well- Real exciting men. Commonly rapid eye, eye movement. Really exciting men. That's what I commonly th- really exciting men. That's what they've never said what it actually is. They've right. said, well, the common I was reading a quote, by the way. You sent me a book the other day. Mm-hmm. I was reading a quote from them in the in the book. Nope. Not gonna thank you. Um because you basically not. assigned me homework. But uh did you thank your teachers when your teachers assigned you homework? Every single day. <laughs> thank you, Mrs. Thank McGillicuddy. <laughs> McGillicuddy was my favorite teacher. <laughs> I love your homework, and I love you. I love you. <laughs> she would she would give me an F plus, <laughs> just passing. Yeah. Um, but the, there's a big quote in the book where they first come up with their name, and uh, uh, Peter Dollar Bill is quoted as saying, "Look, everyone knew that REM stood for Rapid Eye Movement, but we thought that people would just get it that it stood for the really exciting men." Right, exactly. The, from day one, that's what they day was. one. And they on the early posters, we would write under the big block letters REM. We would write little tiny, really exciting really men, exciting men, and it just never caught on. What was the first name that they played under for their very first gig? Um, the, was it REM? Really exciting men. I'll tell you that much. See, now you're like the teacher giving me a pop quiz. Okay, you did like not do your homework. Fit. I can I, see. I read it. I it was not twisted interesting. kites. Thank you very much. Oh, God, who cares? What was the name of them when they did, when they did Tom's Diner? That was Bingo Handjob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, who do you think you're dealing with here, Scott? <laughs> Obviously, I mean you're you're really holding your own in the comprehensive and encyclopedic nature of this show. And that's why people listen to this show. Yeah. Because they want Scott, they want to know. They want the info. They want to know. They want to know. And we're telling them. I year just by on year. my way in here. Yep. Driving down the big boulevard outside. <laughs> there were people on the street screaming. People on the street. I want to know. Mm-hmm. And you assumed, you one has to assume, it's about this program here. Yeah. Well, they said, I want to, they screamed, I want to know. And then they said, about the REM podcast. <laughs> okay. They followed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I forgot to tell you. Right, that. right, right. Yeah. Usually people don't stop in the middle of sentences when they're telling a story. They usually proceed all the way to the period well, you know or the exclamation I like telling mark. a story. <laughs> yeah. I like stretching it out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yarns from good old <laughs> Scott uh, over by, here. by the way, I now remember the thing that I told you. And That's, I disagree. You you added maybe one bit of detail of how you, the person looked. I gave you two pieces of two. This, little this pieces. is what this is what you said. You said, "Oh, by the way, I saw this person at a wedding." Yeah, and I went, "Oh wow!" And you said, "This is interesting." So I went to this wedding of this person. <laughs> yeah, and I looked over and I saw this guy. Yeah, and he looked like this. Okay, and, he, and smelled like like this. this. That's right. true. Okay, you gave me Looks a smell. And smells. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. you gave me two of the senses. All right. All right. So just how take it easy. How did he feel? How did he feel? Did not touch him. Did not touch him. <laughs> Didn't touch him. <laughs> did you? Do you like that song? How do you feel? Uh, I like it. Yeah. How do you feel? It was at their biggest does, Yeah, R.E.M. How does it feel? How does it feel when you're in R.E.M.? <laughs> <laughs> what if they... And then you hear Peter Buck go, <laughs> really good! <laughs> I love it! fucking stoked! <laughs> what if they, and just seriously yeah, sure. got back together... Right. Put that out as a single. Right. <laughs> How does it feel <laughs> to, to be in R.E.M.? It feels good! <laughs> All right. And everyone's like, what the Wait, fuck? What? Is, and that's this the is whole song. Co- that's it. The song is seven it's seconds seven long. Seven seconds long, and they're like, we got back together. We're here. And they go on tour, <laughs> big just, world tour, big world and, tour, and, and only that. play that. Yeah. And then no encores, just Nothing. that. How does it feel? I would still go. Sure. <laughs> you gotta go. I'd go enjoy myself. I'd get a hot dog. I'd go, I'd make sure we frame an episode around it. I sometimes feel like, yeah, how go, do you feel? Sometimes I feel like going to a stadium or going to a baseball game or sure. something like that. I I get excited about it, and then I go, and then I realize I could just eat a hot dog at home, and yeah. it would be cheaper. Also, I can just sit in a chair at home. Yeah. You can do everything. You, you go to a big baseball stadium. Where do you yeah. sit? You sit in a chair. You sit in a chair, and the game is so far away from you, it may as well be on a TV screen. I can, you know what I mean? I can watch two guys throw a ball back and forth at home, too. Yeah, you and your son. Yeah. <laughs> or I can just grab a couple guys. I can just grab a couple guys off the street and, go like, and tell them, and don't offer hey, to pay them. throw this. But order them yeah. <laughs> to throw something. And you know what? You probably have a better time. Great time. And you probably wouldn't have to fight for parking. It's very fun. Very fun. And when you go to a concert, it's like you can just sit at home, Todd Glass style, turn up all the reverb. Yeah, and play drums. Play drums <laughs> Play drums yourself. And then, by the way, why isn't Todd Glass uh, – we got to get him on We got to get him back for a, for a sequel episode. Do you think he's he knows of R.E.M.? I, I guarantee you he does not. Yeah, he doesn't get it. Like he um, probably knows a couple hits. He maybe like does. Like he plays yeah. drums he thinks along he, with them. Yeah, he thinks he knows yeah. R.E.M. songs. Like he knows them culturally. Yeah. Uh, but he won't know anything. We've got to get Paul F. Tompkins in. Yeah, he'll be back. Everyone will be back. Lance Bangs, of course. We've got to get him I mean, back. we're almost halfway through their discography. No, we are not. Okay. We are, this is episode six, my friend. There are 16. 14. Well, including Chronic Town, uh, I believe there are 16 Are we going to do the best do. ofs and stuff? No. Okay. Just purely? Well, they do have a couple live albums. Okay. That are both worth- Why are you arguing Worth an right episode. <laughs> God damn it. Which ones are you talking about? Olympia? There's Olympia, but then there's REM Live. Mm-mm-mm. No sweeter two words. But also R-E-M there's the Bingo Handjob uh, boot, bootlegs. I don't have that. I don't know that. By oh, the way, I, can you bring me, uh, do you have tour film? I have it somewhere, yeah. Somewhere, it's, isn't it weird that it's not on digitally available? Yeah, I was going to order it but then it, uh, from Amazon, but it would take three weeks to get here. And by the, that tour time, we'll, film have, rec- we'll is... have recorded Oh God, I'm fucking dying. Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh God, please don't cool up. I love her. And tell Naomi I love her. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Scott just passed away. And the, am I right? The last thing he said was tell Naomi I love her. Just for that, I'm going to bring Scott back to life here. Let me see if I... 
Oh, God! I'm back. Oh, my God, I saw. So glad you had that defibrillator here. Did you yell clear? No. Poor Ryan over here. Sorry, would you mind passing away again really oh, Jesus quickly? Christ. I just need to do this right. All right, Ryan, keep your ears open and your eyes on me. Here we go. Clear. Oh, my God. I love flatlining. Oh, the oh so that's like a rush. rush for you. Ultimate rush. Oh, that's awful. It's very with scary the dead. for me. I don't know if you could tell, but I was really concerned. I was communicating with the dead. I saw your wife. I saw... Wait. <laughs> First of all, you tell Naomi that you love her before you pass away, and then you pass away, and you... Or are you talking about a wife from another, another life? Yes, I'm talking about uh, your your all the alternate universes. Oh, and so... You, do, who do you think that you could have married in uh, an alternate universe? Do you have someone where you were like, man, we were going to get married, but it's, uh, we just broke up at the last second? Yeah, yeah that's a really, really good question. Yeah, who are um, we talking about? And we, do you want to name them on this show? Are we talking about different timelines? Different timelines. Is this an episode of Talking About Different Timelines? I think it is. Hey, welcome to Talking About Different Timelines. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And today we're focusing on alternate universes yeah. and different timelines. Most specifically, and maybe even more specifically, about Scott over here uh, and his alternate time, alternate time, alternate time, you, alternate time. Uh-oh. Alternate time. Ryan. Alternate. Ryan. <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Get the defib over here. Clear. Alternate timelines where uh, Adam is married to a different person. Yeah. And uh, what those timelines would be like and whether he is happier, whether he is sadder, whether he has That's right. more success, less success. That's right. Uh, Scott, I, I have a yeah. question for you. You just passed away again really quick. Did yeah. you get a peek into any alternate universe? I did. I saw, I saw uh, a very interesting timeline where you were married to a different person. You were married oh. to – uh, a person that you uh, did not date here on Earth, oh. but um, her name was Leslie Nope. Oh, and, interesting. And uh, you worked. I guess. I guess getting to know her caused an alternate timeline, the the buttercream effect, where you you became uh, you were working in city government somehow, and yeah. you had changed your name. Uh, you I, or well, using okay, your original well, name. Right. Was it Ben Wyatt? Was that it was Ben? Wyatt. Yeah, that was that was who right. it was. So, uh, and it was uh, it was really interesting. I only watched for about twenty two minutes, sure. but yeah. uh, it was very funny. Scott, you're just thinking about TV show Parks and Rec that I was on. That's all that was. That's what I'm That's it. I saw that last That's night right before I went was. to bed. Yeah, see? Yeah. So you didn't just pass away, did you? I didn't. No, I was faking it. You just took a little nap. I wanted to seem cool. It was cool. I wanted to seem like I was flatlining. Look, you, Kiefer Sutherland, and all the rest of them, Diego Luna, all sure. of them. Julia? Julia Roberts? You all meet, of them. You ever meet Julia? Yes. Yes. And this has been Talk About Other Timelines. <laughs> hey, good app. That was a great app. Ending with that bombshell about Julia. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. I only talk about that on talking about timelines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't follow up on this. Um, we, of course, are talking about Hariam on this show. Uh, That's uh, right. Musical, uh, certainly what one would consider to be uh, if you were to go inside a record store, you would say, excuse me, where's the rock and roll music, yeah. young man? And they would point you over to you and I sitting there in the corner with headphones <laughs> on and a couple <laughs> microphones. That's yeah. rock and roll right here. That's rock and roll, exactly. Um, so we're going to be talking about Document today. and uh, For a while. For, for a long time. My favorite R.E.M. album. What I thought was their indisputable best. Let's... Uh, get into oh the reviews are in great great album five stars (laughs) out of how many four six (laughs) out of a thousand (laughs) Um, let's get into the background a little bit of it before we take a break and and we'll uh, of course this came out document came out on September 1 1987 Adam how old of a man are you, and what grade are you going into? When I when 1987, I was 15 years Ooh, young. Daddy, ripe for a new musical direction, and ripe. For I was knee deep in the Grateful Dead, Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's right. I always rock. forget about Derek the and the Dominoes. Oh yeah. God, I was. You don't like Grateful Dead? Uh, they're fine. I just everything you're naming is stuff that I'm like, oh, I could listen to a song. Yeah, you never got into Layla, the whole album? No. Derek, really? It's great. I like it's I like great. cocaine. I know that you like <laughs> cocaine. But let's get back to music. <laughs> uh, Derek and the Dom, they did not sing cocaine. That was, I know, that was Eric Clapton or whatever. It's yeah. all on the best of that I have where I no, go. No, but Derek and the Dominoes is oh, Dwayne Allman and Eric Clapton. It's really you know what great. I did listen to was uh, because they play, I, I don't know if you remember this, but occasionally an FM radio station. What does FM stand for, by the way? Uh Creature Fart feature. monster? <laughs> you couldn't even get the right <laughs> letters. <laughs> Creature feature. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, How does it feel <laughs> to be an REM? It feels good. <laughs> uh, occasionally an FM radio station would just play an entire album. Uh-huh. Uninterrupted. Uh-huh. Um, and In an act of desperation. I don't know why. I think. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I think like it was just a gimmick. They it would was do something sometimes. they would do on a Saturday night for sure. all the losers who were sitting around, yeah, jerking I, off, listening to the <laughs> yeah. entire album. And so I remember. I what was like the me. one? Uh, uh, I forget exactly. It was an Eric Clapton band, but they do the album with Bop 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 Bop. bop I feel free. Cream. I feel free. It might be Cream. I don't know. Hey, Engineer Cody Ryan, what do we got? Is that cream? I don't know. <laughs> of course you don't know, but you're sitting in front of a computer. Ryan goes, he mouths to me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But you're the, I am the one who has to talk. It's not the kind of information I would go to a millennial for unless he had a computer, <laughs> computer in front of him. right in front of him. I feel free. Anyway, I got I taped that and I I you know, I enjoy that song. I yeah. feel free. I don't I like know that. what you're talking about. But Derek <laughs> big, and the Dominoes. Big, big Eric Clapton fan. <laughs> yeah. Um so you're you're yeah. 15 years old. You're and, you're scooting around. Uh do you wear tie-dye 
at this phase? I, not only did I wear tie-dye, I had a tie-dye business I ran out of my oh, garage. my fucking Hey, God. I was 15. I made bank no making tie No excuse. Well, you're in Santa Cruz. Santa so, Cruz. So were you selling to college kids, or were you, you couldn't have been selling, selling to your high school friends? I was selling to, no, because high school friends don't have any money. It was it's my mom. It's not about the money. It's it was just not cool. My parents' friends. It was very cool in oh 1987 God. before I discovered this kind of music. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much would you sell a T-shirt for? I don't remember. Were you, and and the tie, as I recall, tie-dyeing, you you tie it around a stick or something like that? Or what, what is the process? Well, I had a secret formula that I thought worked well, which was you lay the shirt flat, stick a fork in the middle, and just you're twist done. until you're – until uh, you're until is it's it in laying a ball, in a ball, and then you then laying you just, in a pan at this point, or where, where a pan? I don't know. Where's the color come from? Well, the color comes put from it in dye. Later. But first, you have don't to, treat me like an idiot. Uh, is the color on it while you're twisting it no, around no, no. a fork? You take a white T-shirt, fuck, twist it. Ryan, up. what do we got? Yeah, that was cream. All right. Thank you. I was right. <laughs> oh, you're so right. You don't know an Eric Clapton song. One of his most famous songs. Was that uh, the one? D- did Cream make a lot of albums? They just made like one album, right? They made, oh, God, oh, and now Ryan, here we go. Ryan gave us another look like, you <laughs> are killing me here. <laughs> How am I supposed to find out this information? Um, was Cream all about jizz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, why the I name of their that. album was Jizz Times. <laughs> Jizz Town, USA, population, us. <laughs> Eric population Clapton and friends. <laughs> um, okay, so you would you twist it around a fork, then you dip you, it in you, dye. You take the white what? T-shirt, you lay it flat, you twist it, you stick a fork in the middle, twist it up, rubber band it, mm-hmm. and then put it in a pot of uh, hot dye. And is it, what, what color is the dye, or are they all how, – how does it make I it? I would s- ask the person, what colors do you want? <laughs> Custom made, bro. Okay, okay, but what I'm getting at is usually a tie-dye thing is several different colors. Do you have to dip it in several different colors? Uh, What do you do? I don't remember exactly what I did, but yeah. Oh, you know every step of the process about your stupid fork? You could also— And you can't remember how a T-shirt is different colors? I remember that because the fork thing was like how I got this— big spiral in it that no one knew how I did that. No one could figure out how I did that. Can I ask, did they give a shit? Well, they pretended to because I was the son of their friend, I guess. Uh, Wait, you're the son of... Oh, it was like my parents' friends who would commission me to make them (laughs) tie-dyes. I assume you're talking to other... 15 year olds no, at this point. No, no they didn't. At all. Oh, okay, no, got no, it. No, no, no. So you're bothering your parents' friends. Yes, and, for money. And telling, oh, okay, for money. Well, just telling them I'll make you a tie dye <laughs> if you give me. Uh, How much? I yeah, what, what are they retailing? I don't remember. You buy a, a regular t shirt, you, you buy them in probably. I don't. I think I asked two them to or? give me a t shirt. No. I think so. Adam, I think you I can't even be bothered to go buy the, the original white tee. No, I didn't have any money. <laughs> So you need that seed money. Yeah. I didn't go buy T-shirts, no. Okay, so you're not asking for the money in advance, but you're asking for a T-shirt in advance. Yeah, you got to give me a T-shirt and I'll do what I do to it. You don't know if it's going to fit a person. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's safer if they give you a T-shirt. At the time, I would have bought like some shitty T-shirts that were uncomfortable and didn't fit anyone. Right. Exactly. And that's how I think like any clothes that we buy – Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to a store, Nordstrom, I would assume, is where you buy a lot of your stuff from. <laughs> when you go to a store, I think you should bring the clothes to the store and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. what can you do with this? Yeah. Can you 
make this into something, something that terrific. I would wear. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Look at this pile of clothing. <laughs> Do your magic. Do your magic. <laughs> Um, just do what you just do. Do what you do. You're tight. So, what are we talking? Ten bucks? I guess. In '87, ten is, is hey, ten a bucks. Bit of money. 1987, you could buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be a big house. No, it wouldn't. Maybe have walls. No, but you could live there. You could live there. You'd be very happy there. Very happy. You'd have a house and food for a year. <laughs> ten bucks. <laughs> ten bucks. People don't realize how bad inflation's gotten. Yeah, and a. Helicopter and a helicopter and a helipad and and a, and your own personal chauffeur. You would own have to copy switch off of document. Look, and a he, chauffeur. You'd have to switch off between the helicopter and the car. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, you yeah. can't have two employees. Well, you can't be in two places at once, Scott. That's true. So you'd have to find a person with an automobile license, yeah. class, yeah, yeah probably yeah, two, yeah. yeah, and then someone with their pilot's license as well. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, 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 yes, sure. So. so so you're you're scooting around like yeah. a hippie. Are you taking drugs at this point, or can you mention that? Uh, are your are your parents are your parents still with us? Yes. And would they listen to anything like this, or do they do they ever watch anything you do or listen to anything you do? Yeah, but I don't know if they even know this exists. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Well, no, I think they know it exists because when we had you two on our other show, um, I believe they were like, "Whoa, like, mm. how did that happen?" But I. Like I don't think they know. They certainly don't know that we're recording because we're recording right. these before. So you can you can out. say anything you want on this show. Anything yeah. I want. And so do, were you were you into drugs at this at this point in your life? I don't think so. What was the first time? What, what time? What? How old? Eighty-seven. September one. Fifteen. Oh yeah, we were drinking beer and stuff. You're drinking I wasn't beer. Into drugs or anything? No. So how would you get your beer? Well, this was. I, we would st- I, I don't think we're shoulder tapping at this point anymore. Mm-hmm. 15. Were you still shoulder tapping at 15? At 15 was the first time that I got drunk and I and I I asked someone to buy coolers, uh Bartles and James coolers yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh at a market uh and he did and I drank them alone in my room yeah. to to feel what it was like again to get drunk because the first time I got I got drunk was at a cast party obviously of course same with me <laughs> yes and I was like walking around stumbling around yeah, people yeah. were like you were so funny yeah and I was like it was it was fun you're and, just basking in the glow of the performance yeah yeah, yeah. and uh well, I wonder what show it must have been it must have been Aladdin I bet <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I think I played the That's genie amazing. um so then I was like, oh, I wonder what it's like to, f- you know, I want to like study this and, and it's the same, same Study thing. this drinking. <laughs> well, it's the same study thing. this. I remember before I ever had sex, I bought a package of condoms because I was like, I, I want to try this I want to figure out of what course. this is all about before yeah, the deed yeah, goes yeah, down. Sure. What's it feel like? How do you put it on? Yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it was purely experimental. Um, so I got the uh, six pack of Bartles and James and I drank them in my room. I certainly couldn't have done all Didn't six. those come in four packs, Scott? They, you're right. I bet it was a four pack. Maybe I got two four packs then? I'm not sure. Those mm-hmm. were fucking gross. Oh, man. But uh, did I have a good time sitting, uh, sitting around my room? I remember plugging my nose and just pounding wine coolers. Just getting them down. <laughs> Oy vey. I mean, it's not as, to a to a 15-year-old, it's not as bad as like straight liquor, like whiskey Yeah, or no, you're like right. That. I mean, it's, yeah. It's certainly sure. sweet. I think it's like later in the evening 
when later in the evening. Maybe it's a little flat and warm. It's a little flat and warm. This is a good song. This is like a Bob Seger How song. How does it feel <laughs> to be in R.E.M.? Feels um, good. The addendum to this story is I, I didn't know how to dispose of the bottles without tipping uh, off yeah. that I had. I, I had to sneak them into the house under a coat, as I recall. Uh, yeah, like a coat draped sure. over my arm or I'm whatever. Sure it was smooth as silk. That getting it in was fine, but then I was like, "Well, how do I dispose of the bottles?" Because occasionally my parents would go to throw something away in our trash cans, yeah. and they would see whatever is oh in the God, trash can. Disaster. Right? Disaster. So I kept them in my room for six months yeah, or something like that. I, yeah, sure. And then I went to camp during the summer. <laughs> you forgot about them, and I no. I, I sat up straight in my room at camp and was oh, like, and about four days into camp, oh, and man. I said, oh, shit, I bet my parents are going to search my room and Fuck. they're going to find these yeah. bottles. I get back from camp. They sit me down. They have, quote, Fuck. cleaned, unquote, my room oh, uh, and found the bottles and want to know if I'm an alcoholic. Oh, <laughs> and uh, Empty wine cooler Empty bottles. wine coolers where I'm drinking alone in it's my room. So, it is so funny, first of all, that you have the wine coolers in your room, you drink them, and then you're like, fuck, I got to get these. Out. Just the 15-year-old mind at work, I, it's gonna, I got them in, it was fine, but getting them out is a big it's problem. a big issue. So what I need to do is just leave them here. <laughs> yes. It's just And then so in dumb. a period of six months, you don't have a, an a opportunity. Window. Yes. No, I just, my room is so – or my closet is so messy that I just think like, oh, well, the, the, no you know, at some point, yeah. no one's going to get yeah. in here. Um that was uh, it. Was good. It was uh, no good. I mean, and I had to convince my parents that I was not did not have a problem. Yeah. I, I was like, no, I've only drank these once because I wanted to see what it was like. Exactly, and I, it was gross, and I didn't. Uh, it was gross. We talked on a previous episode about the Frankie Goes to Hollywood album. That yeah. they, I was like, yeah, I was mad at it too. I was going to throw it away. I yeah. was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> terrible. Um, I, I, I used the, I wanted to see what it was like. I hated it. It was gross thing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that must just be a universal excuse for. Drinking. I tell you, I didn't drink again until I was 18 and went to oh, college. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I, I, I just didn't really think I really liked it. And then my friends were at 18 when I went to college. My friends were like, well, you should drink beer. Yeah, beer is terrific. Yeah, I was like, beer is not good. Yeah. And I drank one and I was like, this is not barley juice. Yeah. And then the second one, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. "Hmm, (laughs) Let me try that again. (laughs) (laughs) So we would stay up until the sun came up. Drinking beer. Drinking beer uh, yeah. in a van every yeah. single night. It's the fucking and, best. Yeah, and just jawing away with my pals. It's great. Oh, I remember so we went to an REM show once and got a pony keg just for the drive over the hill. To- just to drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that what the song Drive is about? Yeah. It was so fun. Pony oh keg. Um, look, there's a lot of background. We're going to get into what I was doing in 1987, if Adam would ever ask me a question. But uh, we need to take a break. <laughs> we just heard your whole drinking adventure. I know. That's 1987. I'm ribbing you, pal. This is like we're sitting around drinking beer at 5 in the Except morning. it's a cliff bar and iced coffee. <laughs> yep. Let's go to a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking uh, – Exclusively about the uh, album document 
This is Are You Talking R.E.M. Remi. We're going to be right back on the other side. Hey, podcast fans. I'm talking to you. I mean, you're listening to one right now, right? Presumably. Unless you've pressed stop. I mean, I'm just talking to no one. No, oh, that would be depressing. Although it feels like that sometimes. Although I got engineer Sam over here, half listening to me and half checking his phone. That's right. He literally, as I said, half listening to me, he looked at his phone. Um, podcast fans, Spotify is making it easy for you to stream this podcast and many others like it on your mobile device, your desktop app, and your smart speaker. Here's what you do. Go to the Spotify app on your mobile device or desktop, click on the browse channel, and then click on the podcast section. You will now be able to stay thoroughly, thoroughly, and we hope we are thoroughly entertaining you. You will be able to stay thoroughly entertained during your commute to work, during your drive home, and your downtime now, thanks to Spotify. And we do have to thank you, Spotify. Thank you. Gotta tell you, support for today's show comes from Squarespace, our good friends at Squarespace. Let me ask you, are you ready to start your new business? I hope you are. Get in there early and often. Start 100, 100 or so businesses. That's the advice I give everyone. Start 100 businesses. <laughs> One is, is bound to work out for you, but start 100. <laughs> so if you're ready, if you're ready to start your new business, make it stand out with Squarespace. Squarespace has beautiful templates, and these templates are not created by dummies that they find on the street corner. These are created by world-class designers. Squarespace, they make it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. What can you do on it, you ask? What, can, what are the way? Sure, a website. What is it? Just a picture? Just, just a picture. You, you bring up a, a website and just your picture comes up? No. You can do so much on there. You can showcase your work. You can put up a blog. You can publish content. You can even sell products and services of all, all different kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything on these websites too, from look and feel to settings and products. It's all optimized for mobile. You don't have to worry about that. Right out of the box, you can use Squarespace's analytics to help you grow in real time. And the best part of it is there is nothing to install. There's nothing to patch or upgrade ever, 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 ever. And if you're like me and you don't know what you're doing and you're stupid and you have a question, Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer support, they're there to help. They, I mean, they won awards for customer support. I didn't even know they gave out awards for customer support. They know because they got them. Destiny is calling. It says you need a new website and make it with Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code REM to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com offer code REM. Welcome back. Are you talking R.E.M. Remy? We're talking about the album Document. Before we get to that, I do want to say we got some viewer mail. Listener mail. Um, this is from uh, a woman named Haley. Do I have her? 
Her last name? Where's that envelope? Did I give that envelope to you? No. Oh, okay. Maybe it's on here. This is, oh, Williams. Haley Williams. Haley Williams uh, sent us a nice card. And this is interesting. She uh, happens to work in the music department at Saturday Night Live and sent us a uh, a picture, only about 30 printed, of the band Hugh Two. Very nice. Uh, taken by Mary Ellen Matthews. Very nice of her. Thank you so much. We're going to fight over who gets that. Uh, if you have mail to send to us, figure it out and send it to us. I don't know where to. I love getting mail. I love it. I, you know, uh, I love it. Quite honestly, like on my other show, I have to talk about the post office and how much it's terrible. Oh, it's so good. I love the post I office. Love the po- I love just going there. Me too. I love just the ambiance. Sometimes they'll give me they'll let they'll, they'll like hand me a stack of keys or like a ring of keys yeah. and go have fun just open up all the boxes yeah I love you it go in there and and just look at everyone's mail yeah it's fun it's fun and they go they go you know what you can take one thing yeah and you take a, a really important letter that someone needs badly <laughs> yeah the letter saying that their son has died in the war yeah and you, you just take, take that, it and you take it home and you're like fire. yep and go fuck you Ooh, that's terrible can i take a look at that sure at the album this one oh the album the yeah, yeah yeah okay document okay here it is <laughs> gotcha you got me <laughs> um we're talking about document. Um, September 1, 1987, this comes out. Um, Adam is 15 years old, and you said on a previous and episode- How old were you in 1987? I, was, I had just turned 17 oh. when I was 17. It was a very good year. Um, by the way, don't feel like you have to ask me questions just because I needled you right before the break. Okay? If they come okay. up, fine. Okay. Um, but you you mentioned that your brother gave this to you for uh, a Christmas present yeah. uh, a little a few months later, right? Yeah. Christmas 1987. Was I it wrapped? This. It was wrapped. It was a cassette. It was a cassette? Really? Yeah. Did you know it was a musical cassette from the dimensions? I had thought, mm, this is probably a cassette. Or the world's... Shortest, Smallest fattest dildo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And like I said before, I put it in the tape player in my mom's car as I was practicing driving uh, because I had my learner's permit. And you were she, 15, you said? I was 15, and she made me turn it off because it sounded – it was just too loud. It's too loud. It's a loud finest record. work song is – it's an aggressive opener. The whole album is pretty loud and uh, like, hey, where are you? It sounds – very different from the previous album. It's like a cleaner, more angular. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, know what that word means? Angular? Yeah. Never used it before. Never heard it. <laughs> I'd say retire it at this point. Done. Because perfection is Done. achieved with it. <laughs> um, but a lot of these songs, they had practiced out on the road in the Life Rich Pageant Tour. Or a few of them. One I love, I know. They I would imagine they would have there. to because this is where uh, we've spoken about it before, but they're on a one album every 12 or 13 month cycle. Lightning Hopkins, I think they played on, on the road. Oof. Um, you don't like that one? <laughs> we'll talk about okay, it when okay. it comes up. Um, yeah, so this came out in 1987. You listened to it in your mom's car. Uh, would you listen to it in your bedroom? Did you, you have know, a tape player in your bedroom? Once I Were you sharing with your brother or what, did you have your own? I was sharing with my brother. At the time you were sharing with your yes. brother. Okay. Did he have his own copy of this record or was yes. this 
So he had his own. So he two had, copies. We, he had it, and he was like, you got to check these guys out. Because also, the Rolling Stone cover had just come out like around that time. Yes, with, of the, it said, the best REM, band of, in the America's world. best rock and roll band. America's best rock and roll, yes. And that was a big really, deal. Really splitting hairs with that qualifier there. Well, America's look, do best we, band. Do we want to do we want to fuck around or do we want to do this for real, Scott? Well, <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying Rolling Stone was not you, right? Exactly. Uh, and and probably because this is something I wanted to bring up. Yeah, uh, the band the we were just talking about the band Hugh Two. They had put out the Joshua Tree in March of right. this very same year. God, what a big year for. Albums. It had like 365 days in it. Yeah. It was crazy. And then the very next year had 366, though. So, and then in bigger. 90, in 91, mm-hmm. uh, both Octung Baby and Out of Time, out of came, time out. came out. These guys Boy. were, they were in sync. They with were them. doing it. Um, what's interesting to me when I was looking at these dates, yeah, they recorded, Hariam, that is, they recorded this record mere weeks after. The Joshua Tree came out. So right in that album uh-huh. release cycle of U2 coming out and having big songs with mm-hmm. or without you, where the streets have no name, selling out all the tour and mm-hmm. all that, R.E.M. Is, starts recording this Okay, record. so do you think the, comp, the little kind of friendly competition between the bands kind of pushed them to— I didn't—I don't even know if they have a friendly comp, competition—how do you say that word? Compshinson? Compshinson. I think there's— and unsaid. I mean, they're they're they've always been very friendly. I remember back in the day when when uh, Rolling Stone would have artists list the, their favorite albums of the year. The U two guys would always put whatever REM record was out on really? their lists. How nice! Yeah, of them. there was al- they were always friends. But I think they kind of were always you know they were the two bands. They were the two they big were bands as, in the world. You know, Rolling Stone didn't say the world's best band about right. REM because they probably said you know the world's best band would be. Hugh too at the time, but at the time putting REM on the cover, saying they're the best rock and roll band, they were they weren't they hadn't a, broken through. They no. did, they did not have a hit single at all at this point. This is we mentioned at the very end of last episode. This is the album where they broke through to the mainstream and had a top ten single. Yeah. and that song was Scott. We are REM. How does it feel to be an REM? It feels good. <laughs> Um, okay, so this, this, for me, this album, I, this is the first, uh, no, sorry, uh, the last, uh, uh, the, the B-Sides compilation, the, um, um, Dead Letter Office. Yeah, Dead Letter Office was the first one that I bought on the day it came out. So this is the second R.E.M. record that I bought on the day Super Into Life's Rich Pageant. Super Into Life's Rich Pageant, loved the Dead Letter Office compilation, listened to those over and over and over. Uh, went back and got Chronic Town and Murmur uh, and Reckoning yeah. uh, on record and at some point got a, got a uh, Fables tape, which yeah. I didn't really listen to all that much. Uh, I got this the day it came out at where? Tower Records. The Warehouse. The Warehouse. <laughs> You're supposed to where the Warehouse. I love that place. Um, this is the same warehouse, by the way, where um, I – this very year – I remember. Oh no, no, it must have been. A, it must have been a couple of years later, or no, it was like one year later. Uh, Get it a, right. A girl who worked there. Uh, I went up to pay for a crowded house thing that I was buying. It must. It, maybe it was Temple of Woodman or, or Temple of uh, Lowman. Get it right. Lowman. 
Temple in the <laughs> Lomain. Uh, it was basically about uh, Panda Express. But um, I went up to pay for it, and she was like, oh, I love Crowded House. And no one in my high school liked Crowded House at right. all. I was like the one weird outlier who happened to see them on an MTV uh, spring break special and was like, oh, my God, this is the, one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Uh, and she was really cute, and I was like, uh, the th- yeah, they're good, right? Yeah. You know, or whatever. And then I was like, I left, and I was like, should I have – like asked her out or I something. Need to keep going to the warehouse. Yeah, so I, I would I would go back and like find her occasionally, and mm-hmm. then she wouldn't be there occasionally. Nothing ever happened. Nothing. Yeah, uh. I don't. You think though, especially in today's climate, wouldn't it? Isn't it like kind of skeevy to like find a person at work where that where they can't. First of all, it's customer service is part of the job. They're supposed to be nice. They're to supposed you. to be nice to yeah. you, and then just assume they're doing it because. They're interested especially, in you? She, yeah. I think she was. Though. Well, yeah. But especially at that age when you just don't know. You're mm-hmm. just I'm like, girl? Babe in the talking? Woods. Yeah. What? Yeah. I had so many things like that where I was just didn't know. I was clueless. Yeah. Whether they would like me or not, I would have no idea. No idea. So then document comes out. You go so get document, it. I go get it. So this is the point I was I getting. hated the warehouse, by the way. That place sucked. What did you not like I mean, about the warehouse? It was just all shitty. All the albums were, it was just like. I mean, certainly Tower is always better or an independent better. record store. Warehouse was the place where no one gave a shit. It's not as bad as Sam Goody. No, not as bad as Sam Goody. Warehouse was bad. I know. Sam if, Goody still exists, though, doesn't it? It doesn't exist. It doesn't? I don't know. I Wait, just wanted to that? say, your, what's that? That's your favorite. That's your famous quote from uh, the U2 interview that's we right. did. It doesn't exist. <laughs> um, I've said it three times on this episode. I know. <laughs> trying to jog your memory. Okay. So the point I was getting to was I bought this record. Uh, by the way, I started uh, in, my, um, uh, in my high school rock band this year. Yeah. And we played the one I love. Oh, really? Uh, that was in our repertoire. Uh, so I have fond memories of this record. And in fact, before we started the show, I was like, let me let me rank the albums as far as I can remember them of what I think the, my favorites are and not favorites. Uh, and I ranked this pretty high because I was like, document, that's a good one, right? Yeah. Um, so then a week ago after our last episode, I, I have been – Listening to these albums uh, week by week yep. when we're about to record and yep. then listening to them all week, yep. much to the chagrin of Kulop, mm-hmm. um, and really diving into them. But I was like, Document, that's a good record. And I looked at the titles of all the songs and I was like, I don't rem- – I wonder how this goes. Which, oh, really? Which is not necessarily – like, you know, Life Search Pageant has some titles that mm-hmm. I was like, how? What is this one? Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, I like this record, right? I don't mm-hmm. – re- re- I, I must. I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it on. Like I don't remember any of these songs. Really? I know. I here. So you haven't listened to this in years. I haven't listened to this since it came out. Oh wow! And and I was trying to figure out why that was um, because I listened to Life's Rich Pageant endlessly yeah. after that, and yeah. I was like, is it because I think I had mentioned that Christmas of this year, nineteen eighty seven, I got my first CD player. Mm-hmm. When I was working at the LA Times in telemarketing, mm-hmm. um, and I won uh, at our Christmas party, I won the raffle for the CD player, right? Wow. Which I think CD, CD players were like $150. Yeah, it was a huge deal to have yeah, a CD player. Yeah, at the time they were so expensive. Yeah. So I won the CD player, and after that, I shifted everything into CDs. Yeah. And I was like, is it because I only listen to CDs? Right. After this? And you had the record of this. But I remember I, I went to. 
I had a very strange senior year. This is my senior year of high school where I went to my regular high school that I've been going to for the previous three years from 8 a.m. to noon, uh, in, including one free period in there where I was just, just went do to whatever the library. you want. Yeah, I had three classes basically and one free period. Yeah. And then after noon, then I would go home and eat usually. And then I went to the <laughs> always got to fit in some jerk some, off say session, some session of <laughs> masturbation. Um, then in the afternoon, I would go to the high school of the arts that had just opened up in Orange County, um, fresh from my jerk off, just feeling yeah. good. Yeah, a little tired, but feeling <laughs> feeling relaxed. Had nature's sleeping pill, but sure. I'm you know ready to focus. Yeah. Um, I started going there in September whenever school started. Yeah. Um, first day, by the way. This is terrible. First day, I'm in my new class, and and the first class was theater history, and then we would, like, do acting and uh-huh. dance and rehearse plays uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff. But we had to go to theater history first. Uh-huh. We're sitting there in the desks, and the teacher is asking us a question. I'm looking around at all the students, and this is a school of the arts. This is where, like, there are dancers yeah. and actresses, and they're all, like— Beautiful, beautiful yeah. people, sure. right? And I'm like, wow, this this is going to be a great. good year. Yeah. Uh, the teacher asks me a question, and I fart. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And I just fart. And the and the audibly. Oh yeah, because the most beautiful girl sitting two people in front of me <laughs> oh turns around. Like like it was invasion of the body snatchers or something, and says, "Did you fart?" Oh God, like, <laughs> this is a nightmare. This is a, not my first day of a new school. I turn oh, red. Oh fuck! I would imagine, and I go, "Well, I'm dead. This is the end. Yeah, this is this is it for me for good reason." Um, thankfully, it was not. Uh, and people like me, and actually, that uh, the 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 girl that I'm speaking of. Uh, weirdly sexually harassed me when we were doing the musical Chicago. Whoa. I was like getting ready to go on stage and I'm in my tuxedo because I'm playing Billy Flynn and she comes up behind me and like puts one arm around my chest and then slips one hand underneath in my thigh gap basically which is very wide at this point because I'm like 17 and super hot. Uh, And and cups my dick what yeah very weird right and like says and says something of like hey you're, you're looking die. good <laughs> you're gonna die motherfucker <laughs> very mixed message i gotta say but it's very strange when you're 17 and said what said something of like hey looking good or something like that <laughs> <laughs> whoa yeah hey, very looking weird. good yeah i'm wearing like a tuxedo and i'm like a, the lead in this play Jeez. or whatever uh, very weird. That's confusing, especially you know if she was like the covered. You you thought she yeah, was. Yeah, I never followed up on it. Uh, great move. <laughs> great, great move. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. Anyway, so I was thinking of those two things. So I was like, wait, is it because I I got it on record and I transitioned to CDs? But then thinking about being in high school there. I transferred whatever records I had onto tapes because I was li- I was you know driving a lot to this yeah. new school, and there were plenty of things I had on record yeah. that I taped that I was listening but to. But not a lot. this, not this. Wait, I just have a quick question. The teacher called on you, and you before <laughs> you answered the question, you just farted, <laughs> or while you were talking, you farted. I don't understand. Well, ask me a question, Scott. <laughs> 
Was it <laughs> like oh, I don't understand? I th- I don't I have no idea. I don't recall. You just remember audibly. Farting. I just remember like audibly just going boop. Oh, that's so. By great. the way, would farts be? Would they be funnier if if instead of the noise, which is funny, the noise is noise funny. is great. <laughs> sure, sure. Would it be funnier if out of your butthole it just was like poop? I, well, sometimes it is. That's what's great about it is that every fart is different. It just There's says, no, but it says the word like, like poop, poop. <laughs> yeah, I think it would still be it's because it's not the sound as much as it, as it is where the sound is coming from, which is your butt. <laughs> farts are funny because they smell bad, right? If farts did not smell bad, it was just a noise. You'd be like, eh, whatever. Yeah, the the smell is certainly part of it. It's it's they go a, hand in. It's hand. a big component. One of yeah. the main properties of farts is the foul <laughs> odor smell. <laughs> so, Adam, I I did not have any. Okay, so you didn't remember I didn't, this. I didn't album. have any clues as to why I don't know this album all that well. I because I'll I'll and I'll I'll tell you exactly what uh, I I glean from it as we go song by song. You ready to go song by song? Well, I, I'll just tell you that. Um, no exaggeration. I probably listened to this album. This is what got you into REM. Yeah, and still, I probably listen to it twenty times a year. Yeah, like I this listen is, to this all the time. This has such incredible memories for you, but also it's. It's, I mean, we'll go song by song, but I think it's front to back, just it's classic after classic. There are a a couple questionables, but Mm -hmm, it is mm -hmm. a great. Well, let's go to the first song. This is, this was a hit. This is one. Okay. I know three of the songs. Sort of a, I mean, it wasn't like a big. Yeah. It wasn't like a giant hit, but I I know three of the songs really well because I got the CD of Eponymous uh, the next year and I was like. And I'm realizing now, I was like, oh, I don't need to listen to Document. I like these three songs on it. Okay, so this is the first song. This is Finest Work Song. Nothing sounds like that still. I mean, that does not... Well, it'd be weird if a song came out and it sounded exactly like that. Yeah. Like, they'd get sued. But this doesn't... We're going to get sued just playing it. There's nothing on here that sounds like, oh, 1987. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's something with all the records we've been playing so far. Occasionally, there's a song that sounds a little 1987. Yeah. uh, Occasionally, the vocals have a lot of reverb. Well, then there's also some kind of drum stuff later on. but. Like there is a timeless quality to to this. That's and at the time there was nothing like this out there. That's something we haven't really touched on. Is that from Murmur on the other music that was surrounding it culturally? Yes, this their nineteen eighty seven is not a good year for rock and roll. Neither was nineteen eighty three. I mean, there was great pop, I like, I like, yeah, but I like nothing it. sounded like what these guys were doing all yeah. the way through. But yeah, uh, eighty seven is r- a real dodgy year yeah. for music. Actually, I remember uh, listening to K Rock. Uh, in the 90s at some point, I think it was Jed the Fish, one of their big DJs was saying, um, 
that the late 80s were very rough on the station oh, because the sure. music was terrible. Oh, yeah. It was uh, like hair and then, metal and, and then, shitty pop. Well, just even the music they could play, alternative yeah. uh, music, was bad. Yeah. Like, you basically had every... And Elvis Costello talks this talks about this with his, like, mid and late 80s records. Uh, the production style of the time was you had, you know, the instruments people were – the types That's of keyboards you were Elvis Costello really fell into the production of the time, like, way yeah. too much. A lot of his stuff from that period sounds really dated. Yeah. What do you like? Which mix of this song do you like best? This one. I, the you horn- like the album one. I like oh, the yeah. horn one. No. Let's no. hear a little bit of the horn one. That's because you were into eponymous – I was always annoyed with people that we were into a pond. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's the same song. It just Shut has up. horns in it. Yeah, let's get to the horn part. The vocal mix is different, too. Yeah, see how isolated the vocal is? Yeah, a little more up front. Here it is. I think it's weird. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. The album version's better. I like the other version. Um, yeah, uh, incredible song. It, it was a single after End of the World. Is that what it was? Is it like their third single? Yeah, it was their third single. It it became sort of a staple on K Rock. Yeah, and uh, on in their shows all the way up to the end. Right. But it, it certainly song. it was not um a huge hit, but uh but certainly a song that I knew really well. Yeah. Um there are three songs on this record that I know really well and then I sure. discovered uh, these other ones. Yeah. Um and this is track two. This is Welcome to the Occupation. Hang your collar up inside Listen to the water still Listen to the causeway dystopian uh, worldview there. Yeah. Real cynical guy, Mike Stipe. Um, that's a, that sounds to me like a very uh, kind of classic instrumentation for REM of like, you yeah. know, they're not, they, a lot of the songs on this record are very um, like loud guitar-y kind Angular. of stuff. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, you're right. Like and distorted this, guitar kind of stuff. And this is a very jingle, jangle, jingle, you know, the arpeggios. Yeah, the the record feels like metallic or something throughout. It, and this it, one is like, yeah. it's it's beefed up production on sort of a classic REM. The songs, bed. they sound, and this is sort of what I was thinking as I was looking at these dates. I was like, they most of these songs sound like they're designed to be like, hello, Cleveland! And yeah, then they big, go in. Big songs. They're big uh, songs and and produced that way. By the way, we should mention that uh, the the guy who uh, produced the last record, uh, Scott, uh, a life search pageant. Oh, right. uh, uh, Don, did we ever land on a pronunciation of his name? Yeah, we did. I think it was Don, Don Gay Man. 
Oh, oh, Don Gaiman, I believe. Ga- is you, Gaiman, yeah. okay. Um, he was asked to do this record, and he looked at his schedule and was like, ah, I'm too busy. Says it's the biggest oh, mistake of his right. of his life. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, no shit, Don. Yeah. No shit, because Don? Scott, Scott Litt but stayed he, with them for six albums. Yeah, and he recommended Scott Litt. He was a guy who was like, oh, you should have Scott Litt do it. You dumb shit, I Don. Like the, I love the production on this. I like it more than on Live Search Pageant. I I love how clean and loud it is. I, I, Welcome to the Occupation is a great song. It's one that became a favorite of mine like five years later. It's a really. It's a little. Uh, it's you know minor key ish, uh, but but I like it. It yeah. is one that I'm like. It doesn't really have the most beautiful chorus. I would say it's like a very. Does it even have a chorus? I don't even know. It the last two really songs don't really even have. The finest work song doesn't have a chorus. This one doesn't really have a chorus. Losing my religion doesn't have a chorus. Yeah, They're so kind it's, of this. But this welcome is, to the occupation is about our the contra the Iran contra and how right, cool it was. It? Yeah, yeah it how was great about, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could be. I believe it is. Well, assuming McCarthy is definitely about um, the politics at the time, and yes. that is our next track. By the way, we're on the page side. This is a really political, uh, most overtly political. Yes, record and it's going to so start. Far, by right? the way, it's going to start with some typing sounds. Don't be alarmed. This is part of the song. I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, "Who's typing? Where's Shut the up. typewriter? I'm trying to listen to Hariam. Hariam. Uh, this is exhuming McCarthy." And I'm going to turn it up. There, there are the aforementioned sounds. Terrific song. Just the sounds. Just the typewriting. That was already a good song. You're beautiful, more beautiful than me. You're honorable, more I used to go around my high school with my Walkman putting headphones on people and playing them this song. Oh, boy. So I kind of go back and forth on this one. Are you kidding me? I'm not. If you would have put those headphones on me, I would have said, get the fuck away from me, bro. <laughs> this is I... a high point. This is an incredible song. This is okay, so it's two different two different types of song, right? Put together. You got this kind of it kind of reminds me of stand. Stand a real place. poppy, real bouncy, poppy, yeah, and then fun. and then the guys start getting funky. Boom, boo, doo, 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 doo. But it's pretty tongue in cheek, yeah, because they're talking about McCarthyism and how Reaganomics and McCarthyism have started kind of intersecting, right? right. And I, it's, they're putting it in the frame of a fun, happy song, so it's there's irony there. Uh, I'm I I te- I've gone back and forth on it. I listened to it. By the way, the when I first put this record on, I was like, "Oh, this I like this one." I yeah. heard it. I listened to all. Uh, is it eleven songs? I think. Uh, and I was like, "Ooh, this is not good." Um, Exhuming McCarthy is a like classic REM. Song. I I think it, I think I've grown to like this one better. Like I think I I think if I were if it came on in the car, I would be like, "Yeah, I think I like this song." Um, and said that Mike Mills singing Sign of the Times, that's a direct uh, it was a, a reference, reference to Prince. To Prince, yeah. Yes. Um, I think you're crazy. You're going to say that several times throughout the course of this show. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be slightly more critical. But also, this is the thing that got you into them. So uh, yeah. every single song is cl- a classic no matter uh, yeah. if it has flaws or not. 
Yeah, no, there's some songs lay- down the road here on the album that right. I'm. Yeah. I will say yes. Uh, let's go. This, by the way, and I mentioned it before. Uh, there are two. Occasionally, REM will uh, call the sides of the record different things. This is the page side. Page side, and then uh, the next side is the rage side. <laughs> That's a fish <laughs> reference. Um, okay, this is disturbance at the Heron House. This is track four on the page side. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is the best song on the album. This is really good. Could maybe use a little Mike Myers harmonies. Oh, to, really? To make, I haven't heard any yet at this point. It, it, it gets there. It's it gets definitely. There. Oh, yeah. It's uh, definitely uh, feels like uh, what I like about the earlier stuff a little more. And by the way, I don't. I think bands should change. Yeah. You know, like I love Radiohead. Oh, this uh, is Kid A. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is essentially gardening at night slowed down. I mean, right. Peter Buck admitted that in an interview <laughs> at the time. He was like, yeah, some was of our under, stuff sounds the same. Was he under oath? Yeah, yeah, he had been sworn in. <laughs> okay. Um, um, but I like it. You, uh, the one thing about the production style, you yeah. mentioned, okay, so Scott Lid comes in and he produces this. You mentioned clean. Yeah. Um, the vocals are up front now. Yeah. They're, they're, you can pick out what he's saying now. Yeah. He has as well um, – started actually writing lyrics that mean something right before it was a lot of gibberish or right. it was a lot of allusions to things that he did with friends or right. whatever now the lyrics kind of are he he uh realizes the importance of his platform uh-huh. and now he's trying to say stuff uh-huh. um and he also do you does this make sense to you it seems to me like he is doing like a rock voice over the next few records in a way like like he before like he this was, life's like, rich pageant this and green. You know how you can kind of like go, you you can sing like la or uh-huh. you can go la. Like he's kind of putting grit on his voice a little. Well, bit. Well, yeah, it's definitely different. This yeah. album, he, his vocals are different. They're they're more aggressive. Certainly. Yeah. So and and sometimes that aggression comes to when like you'd like do the maybe I'm. You know how Paul McCartney is like. Uh, oh yeah, no, you know, I like get what you're Admiral saying. Halsey, I, and I then, don't he, think then Mike, he goes. Maybe I'm amazing. Yeah, yeah. Love all the time. I don't know if I if I hear that. I hear his his voice getting, um, getting his vocals getting Raspier, more aggressive. I don't know aggressive. if I if I hear that kind of yeah. cliched I don't, rock voice. I don't voice think he's thing. going. I don't think he's doing it like like a cliche like too much. I just think that somehow it's more out front, and he's he's he's. It's all, I don't want to say annoying, but it's like, it's a little more like out there. And yeah, I mean, they were definitely, I think they were all being pushed to do something different and more Mm -hmm. kind of big and upfront. I think that 
uh, disturbance. Isn't this this is about Animal Farm, right? Isn't it basically a retelling of George Orwell's Animal Farm? No idea. Not interested. Let's go to the next song. This um, is. I have to uh, stop for a sec. I'm sorry. I have, yep. I have to answer this. Phone okay. call. I'm really sorry. Well, Adam's taking a phone call now, and he's. Walking out of the room. Very cool. All right. Well, let's go to a break then. <laughs> a little earlier than we expected. Uh, we'll be right back to talk more about document. This is Are You Talking REM Remake. Try to tell us something. Hi, everybody. Uh, Scott Ackerman here. And I want to tell you about a brand new podcast called Freedom. That's right. I have another show. In addition to this one and Comedy Bang Bang, a brand new podcast called Freedom featuring me, Scott Ackerman, also Lauren Lapkus, and Paul F. Tompkins. That's right. We all went on tour together uh, last year or the year before. I don't even remember. And uh, we had such a good time that just hanging out and talking with each other, we said, you know what? Let's just do a show where we aren't playing characters. We're not, you know, doing comedy. (laughs) No, it's a fun show, but we just drop it all. We just have fun conversations. Uh, we didn't. It doesn't have a format necessarily. We just talk about uh, about each other, our lives, the world, everything in between those three things. It's a limited series. Uh, we during it, we try to figure out what the show should be called. That's fun. At least for I think it, that takes us through several episodes. Um, we share weird stories from our childhoods, and um, they make fun of me constantly, and it hurts my feelings. So be sure to check out Freedom coming out March 29th on Stitcher Premium. If you're not already a Stitcher Premium subscriber, go to stitcherpremium.com slash freedom, T-H-R-E-E-D-O-M, and use the promo code REM. You're going to get a free month of listening. Freedom! Welcome back. 20 minutes later, I feel like I'm at the doctor's office waiting to be called. Adam. I am so sorry. Comes back in the, room. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> you know, I was at the doctor today and I was like, okay, I don't know why they can't get it within a half hour. You know, right. like when you it's- go to a, when you go to a a restaurant. I sort of get it because people sometimes take longer sometimes at the tables. It's, it's like trying to predict the future. 15 minutes. You have to but, wait at a but restaurant. But going to a doctor is like, can't you get it within 20 minutes or so? But then it, but then, uh, what I was going to say is a lot like this situation. I was just reading stuff on my phone. It's what I would be doing at home anyway. I know, but it's still terrible. Um, but at the doctor, literally, it's like hour and a half. Yeah, there. it's crazy. Just for them to tell you you have AIDS? It's right. like, come on. You know, call me with that or just tech, put it in a text. You know, uh, I've found first thing in the morning, get the appointment, 9 a.m. You'll get right to you. Yeah. 7 a.m. Exactly. First first one on that table. Who does the bit about, uh, I think it's John, it must be John Mulaney. Oh, I think it's John Mulaney and Nick Kroll about put it like they like to, a real early doctor's appointment. Because they like the being their bare asses being the first ones on that cold table. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I just got a physical on Tuesday. Actually, did you? How yeah. you looking? Great. Tip top. Great. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what percentile of human beings are you in? Are you in the? I'm in the ferment- t- the top uh, the top of the bottom one percent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just playing, and we'll play a little more of it. Just playing "Strange," which is the next track on uh, side one. Yeah, uh, I had incorrectly said in the last episode that Superman was the only cover that they put on the 
proper on an actual album, album we have to make a correction. We're so sorry. And I'm sure a retraction. That, a retraction, yes. And I'm sure that you have uh, all tweeted at us all week to tell us that we were wrong. Wrong. But we're recording this way in advance of you even listening to it, yeah. and we fucking know. We get it. We people. get it. This is a cover of a wire song off of Pink Flag. This is strange. Let's hear a little bit more of it. This is where this is what I'm talking about with his voice. There's something strange going on tonight. No, I know, but it's not the usual rock voice thing. It's a no, very it's weird version of that. He's he's doing his vowels. Uh, he's extending. He, he's going to the E sound in E. If you were to say tonight, yeah, you know how when you just say tonight, yeah, you make that E sound at the very very end right before yeah. the T. He's going to that immediately and then extending that instead yeah. of going tonight. It sounds like he's grabbing the microphone and wrestling it and eating it. Why would you wrestle a microphone? Because the microphone <laughs> slighted you in some way. I love the way his vocals evolved on this album. It's re- I I when I first heard this album getting introduced to the band, it was weird. I was like, what is this music? This is insane. Did you know this was a cover when you heard it? No. Whoop. Um and I probably didn't either until I started listening to this again yeah. and, and we're looking at the credits and all that. I was like, oh, this is a wire cover. Yeah. Uh, have you heard the actual? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a little bit of the. Uh, I think the Wire original. was one of the bands they were. Yeah, they were very into of when yeah. they were making this record. Strangely enough, so this version of this song, uh, it was supposed to be B side. They were recording uh-huh. it much like. Uh, you know, femme fatale or whatever, yeah. uh, the, a cover just for a B-side. And it sounded so much like the regular record and like it belonged on the record yeah. that they put it on the record. I think also at the time, this and Life's Rich Pageant, they were worried about not having enough songs because they were right. touring they were so much. doing so much. I will say that it it sounds... The, Can you we know, hear a little more of that, the yeah. Wire version? Yes, even though I just closed it. God damn it. All right, here we go. Whoop. Oh, here we go. Is this on Pink Flag? Yeah. It's a great album. Great album. Obviously, like a... Punk or maybe even post-punk, even though it was 1977, I'm not really sure. Can but we hear a little more? Oh, my God. I just want to hear the... So they really kind of reinvented the song a bit. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. They, they uh, And much like a lot of their covers, and I, I personally, I think sometimes it's very interesting for a cover to make it totally different. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's great just to hear the singer singing it the way that this singer would of like, oh, wow, a different voice. I will say it sounds... I was, I was listening to it today, and I was like... This sounds a little like what I sent you the other day in Twitter. I don't know if you listened to it, but you you and I off mic were talking about how you you didn't really know the difference between a major oh. a major key and a minor key because yeah, I had yeah, been yeah. talking about I minor did key listen songs. To that it's really weird. It's really weird. So someone uh, auto-tuned smells like teen spirit to make it from minor chords into major yeah. chords. And I just sent it to you like well, this is what the this is the it's difference. It's a perfect illustration of but it, the difference. It reminds I was like this cover reminds me yeah. 
of what this sounds like. Let's hear a little bit of it. Sounds like the Spin Doctors. It suddenly sounds like Blind Melon is what I was going to say, but yeah, Spin Doctors. It sounds like the Spin Doctors. It really does. Da-da. <laughs> so Very happy. Weird. Ba-da. It's a nightmare. It's weird. It's so happy. It is. But that's what it sort of sounds yeah, like. Yeah, they yeah. took this, uh, you know, punk or post-punk kind of uh, icy song and turned it into a, a party song. Yeah. yeah. I love that's this it, I cover. Like it. It's really fun. So wait, going back a second, you yeah. did not give a shit that Disturbance at the Heron House was a retelling of uh, Animal Farm. Yeah, okay. Okay, just checking in about that. <laughs> I find I, it interesting because it's also it's also you know it's kind of a summation of how they felt about the Reagan administration. I'll say it's interesting if I were to uh, find that out for myself. It's not interesting when you tell. I it. get it. <laughs> All right, this is the Thank last you. song on the page side, the f- side one. This is a classic. It's the end of the world as we know it. That's great. It starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes, and airplanes. Do you remember hearing this for the first time? Oh yeah. Just being like, whoa, this is awesome. It's, you know what? It, it's a, um, it's been played so much. Yeah. It's a, oh, yeah. It's a classic. It also probably annoys people. Uh-huh. I don't know. It definitely, like, gives people a reaction. That said, I think it's the jam. It, listening to it again, I'm like, it still is a good song. Oh, it, it's when great. it came out, it was, it's like, I don't know. It's when you first time you hear it. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's sort of. I mean, we didn't start the fire, ripped it off. Yes. Um, so any hate you have for it may come from hate for we didn't start but, the fire. Yeah, but I also think it's as a song. It wasn't as big a hit as one I love at the time, but it's, it's the one that ingrained itself in culture more than anything. Way else more than done. the one I love. That I was thinking about that. They they were saying that it was sort of a disappointing follow up single. And I was like, no. no. When I was a senior in high school, everyone sang this. No everyone. one, no one really cared about the one I love, other yeah. than, um, other it, than you know, it didn't really like, chart as much. But like newspaper headlines, extra, extra. But, REM releases song. No, but I mean, it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. The oh, end I see of the, where you're going th- that yeah. is used constantly in culture. Oh yeah, thirty years later. Oh yeah, it's it's like uh, not gonna. Yeah. It was in, in, also that. used in Independence Day, the hit film. The incredible hit. Yeah. Came out on July 4th, probably 1991. No, 1995, oh, Five, maybe something like that. Okay. This is the aforementioned hit. This was the big hit off the album. Uh, album. Uh, 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 uh. This oh, is, but Bad Day was the original. Uh, sort of the world a, was Bad Sort day. of a remake yeah, of Bad yeah, Day yeah. in a way, yeah. This is side two. This is the one. And what is this? The leaf side, they call it. Yes. Um, this is the one I love. I remember being so thrilled that one of my favorite bands had a hit. I know. I was like, and it was already a hit when you started listening to it. But yeah, it, yeah, that's it how was, I kind of got for, to For know me, them, a fan yeah. for a couple of years at this point, 
it was like validation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I could go around to people and say, and they would I go, knew that these guys were great. They, they would say, they would say, they would say like, oh, is this that band? Oh, this is that band you like. Oh yeah. I like this. Yeah. And it was like, see, I'm not such a fucking yeah. weirdo. Um, it was very exciting. Like I said, we played it in our band. Yeah. Um, is it an easy song to play? Well, okay, so I had I I got into this band because I got a guitar as a gift for Christmas the previous year, yeah. 1986, and I started uh, an electric or acoustic acoustic that plugged in uh, acoustic electric. So right. uh, and I started teaching myself how to play. Right? right. So I I figured out how to play all the open chords, which are really easy. You know, your A's, D's, you know, E's, and all that. And then a friend at church taught me how to play bar chords where he was like, I was like, I just don't get him. He's like, yeah. no, 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 it's just playing an E, but you bar. Uh, Are you flipping me off right now? Yeah, fuck you. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but you just bar the, uh, you know, and you go up and down the thing or it's an E or an A. And I was like, oh, it opened up a whole new world to me. So then I just taught, I and then I taught myself minor chords and all this kind of yeah. stuff. So, but this was an easy song to play because it's basically an E minor if you're playing it in the E minor key. I don't yeah. know, even know if that's the right key, but yeah. I picked it up and I like figured it out in E minor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is this is easy to play. So we would play it and it was a hit at the time. So we would play it. Although um, we didn't start playing. Did you actually do the don't, 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 don't? Or did you just I was play trying the to, chords? I was trying to figure, I played, see, I only played uh, rhythm guitar. So I think I only played the chords, but we had a lead guitarist who oh, okay. I think played the do, 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 yeah. do, do, because he could, he could uh, do stuff like that. But yeah, it was, uh, and it always got a good response. Of, oh, I'm sure. Of people, it's a crowd pleaser. You know, being into it. So. But it's also a very weird song. The chorus is him just saying fire. Fire. And the verses are just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It's very, it's very obvious. This is what the album that R.E.M. starts going into obvious territory for. Well, but the song is a very cruel breakup song. It's not yes. a song about being But I, I guess I mean, I guess, in the structure of the songs, they start becoming very like, Simpler, mm-hmm. which in more a way space in them yeah. is to get more radio play in a way. Um, but I think they were also evolving; they were just changing. I mean, the, 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 this is a pretty changes. complicated album. It's just it and it sounds a fire bigger. theme. So many of the songs have a fire it's theme. True. In fact, the spine have. Uh, I don't know if you read the spine of the record. Um, it says file under fire. File under fire. So many oh, of the I, songs. I inspected fire. this thing front and back. I remember all this shit. Yeah, um, but this, also another thing about this band because just being introduced to them with this album, I was like, "There's no pictures of them. There's a tiny picture of them up in the corner of the record that you have here, right? And on the sleeve, all other bands. There's just." fancy photos of of, of how the, cool they look yeah. everywhere and these guys you could in at the time there's no internet you could i was like what do these guys look like like there was yeah. so much mystery the internet didn't come around till like a month later yeah and then and then i was like so oh. many pictures and like oh they're ugly but there's just there was something so cool about them. oh yeah they're very mysterious everything about it is still they're in that mysterious like page side leaf side file yeah. under fire there's no pictures of us anywhere um, oh, we don't I put the it, lyrics on the sleeve yeah i think it was the rolling stone cover where I was like, whoa, these guys look cool. Like, I'd finally <laughs> see them. Like, maybe Michael Stipe did. Like, Bill Berry was wearing this, like, yeah, he leather cool. cap at the time. Leather cap? Like, what? A, like, a queen? <laughs> no, look, yeah. Like a, like like a, a motorcycle a Freddie hack. Mercury? What the fuck? Look at him. He had rad style. 
What is he doing? Bill Barry always had cool. It's a village people kind of thing. They all looked cool. Okay, so this, we're on side two. This is where it starts to get pretty dodgy for me. Oh, really? My okay. Friend. Let's go through it. Here we go. This is Fireplace, track two on side two. <laughs> The, I, I wouldn't even call that a chorus. Yeah, it's, but it sounds like chorus. a lead up to yeah. a chorus, but it is the chorus. Yeah. I like the chorus. I'm not really that into crazy, crazy. Oh, really? Crazy, I, crazy I'm crazy a fan songs. of this. I mean, song. at the time, it was fucking crazy, though. You got to give it that. But the, the song's about burning it all down and revolution and all that stuff. I, I like it a lot. I It's an album track. I wouldn't put it out there as a single, certainly, which they yeah. didn't. I would say maybe it only is dodgy for me, these last four songs, because, well, one is terrible, but um, they're they're not very catchy, I, I don't think, these last four songs. But um, Oh, I think King of Birds certainly King is. King of Birds is catchier than the others. And I, I love Fireplace and Lightning Hopkins. Although I feel like you're gonna not like Lightning Hopkins. This is Lightning Hopkins. This is um Well, let's just hear. This is a big crowd pleaser uh live, apparently at the time. I never saw them play this live, but is this the one you're thinking feels very nineteen eighty seven to you? Uh maybe a different one. This I mean this feels very nineteen eighty seven red hot chili peppers to me, yeah. Oh, interesting. Primus. Not the guitars, though. That doesn't oh, sound the guitar. Peppers. Yeah, they do. Really? Not yeah, like higher ground style? No. He's doing the sort of slap bass stuff. The slap bass, sure. Covering my face because I don't want you to look at me while well, listening listen to this because <laughs> you're so disappointed in me. No, I I, you, I feel like you're my dad and I've let you down. <laughs> I feel like you found those if, wine coolers. In if my you're bedroom. not gonna like an REM song, I think Lightning Hopkins is is it's, one um, of the candidates that's right out there for the picking. <laughs> sure, it's a sacrificial lamb. I like it, but I get it. Um. We should do worst REM songs. At oh the yeah, end. we can at do that. End. Yeah, okay, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this would be up there for you, though. Uh, there, there's, there's some. Okay. There, you know, usually with an R, up till now, uh, if there's ever a song that I've been like, oh, it's not my favorite. Even that one that I wouldn't put on um, Fables, uh, the end of side one. Uh, I can't, I can't recall the title of it anymore. Even that one, I could listen to and be like, eh, it's not my. It's, Was it Kahotek? No, or, it's not Kahotek. It's the one after that, the uh, about the artist, about the writer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Even that one. Old I'd, Man Kinsey. Old Man Kinsey. Yeah. Even Old Man Kinsey I would put on and go, 
it's not catchy to me. Yeah, like yeah, it's not yeah. grabbing me, but I don't think it's abhorrent. Yeah. This is like um an insult. To oh, me. okay. Okay. <laughs> this is like he came up and spat in my face. <laughs> yeah. I think you know they're they're it's a it's a it's a live song. You know, I I I'm not it does I I do think it's like meant for oh man, we can't just have these pretty you know, songs yeah. where that are beautiful yeah. if, if we're filling up arenas. Yeah. You know, and they are they're they're not in arenas yet. They're in um uh, they're in like, I don't know, the Universal Amphitheater or places like that. Uh, no, they, they they were they were filling arenas at this point. Once document hit, they, they were they were at like the forum. Yeah, no, they, I saw them at the forum next the on the green tour. That's yeah. where I thought they'd graduate. No, they Who were uh, maybe in L.A. or something. The work tour was pretty big. I I, I of the, all these songs, I think this one shows its age by mm-hmm. far the most. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, this is King of Birds, and you like this one? I, I think- do. This was great live on the green tour. It was a big kind of showstopper. They would just stop the show? Stop completely and just play the song from a tape in the middle of the stage and <laughs> everyone left. I think this type of song for them... Everyone does this thing, don't they, where they do the they want to do the march? They want to do the, the like, Civil War guy beating yeah. on the drum. Well, they did it for uh, Swan Swan H. Yeah. But this type of REM song evolved and became much better down the road. I get that. This is the DNA of automatic and out of time. Do you know nucleus? What is it? What does DNA stand for? Uh, Dan. Are you going to get this right? (laughs) What is it? Dan, right? And what's the end? Nancy. Dan, Nancy. Uh, You're running out of time. There at (laughs) home anymore. I like it. It's a cool song. This one, I don't think it's offensive. I just, I would never really listen to it. You don't really care about it. Yeah, it's not really. I I really like it. I jam. I I think this headphones and be a teenager with that song. This is. I was a teenager, I have to say, but uh, this this is. I think I, I I narrowed down what what why I never returned to this album is. I think side two. I just uh-huh. would never listen to side sure. two. Uh, this is the last song, and this is not my favorite either. This is Oddfellows Local One Five One. What do you call it? One fifty one, like Bacardi. Uh, he says one five one in the song, so I'm going to go with one five one. Let's go Scott. with his. I mean, out of anyone who would know, it would be him. Let's hear it. About a bunch of guys that used to hang out at a union hall in Athens. Local also, eccentrics. The fire theme continues. Does he mention that? Pee-wee's- yeah, he just said Pee Wee sits. Oh, there it is. Pee Wee gathers. I mean, Pee Wee's Big Adventure had come out two years earlier. Yeah. Did he think? Did anyone think he was talking about Pee Wee Herman? I, I think that everyone did, and that's why the song was never a huge hit. <laughs> this, I mean, this screams huge. Oh yeah. Firehouse. Also, you, you can't just have another song where he's just going fire. <laughs> this is uh, the song of the summer, 1987, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, not you know the greatest song. They definitely front load the the album is is classic, yeah, yeah. classic, classic, perfect, perfect, right up until one I love, and then fire. Yeah, or then you, that. yeah, fire, I mean fire. I like fireplace a lot. Fireplace is okay, and I love King of Birds, but I get. No, and I like these other two, but I get it. And also, it's the first your introduction into this band, and yeah. you're you're like your brain. It's like when you're learning Spanish when you're two. Yeah, your brain is so open to it at this point oh. of like you know over and over, listen to it over and over. Yeah, it, it just it's part of your Dino nuclear. Aren't. <laughs> I, I, I I had never heard anything like this before. This blew my mind. All of this music. So, yeah, yeah. Um. So, at the end of the day, oh, well, let's wrap it up later because we have a few B-sides. Yeah, this record comes out and everything changes for everything them. Everything changes for them. And They're for a you. huge band. And for you. You're you're no longer uh, uh, a uh, tie-dye entrepreneur. Uh, no. You're I now, saw these these tiny pictures of REM here. <laughs> you're like, and I, I thought, want a hat like that. Those are my guys. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> I am Did going for it. Did you get a hat it. like that? I never got a hat I like that. I could never now. pull that off. But once Green came out and there were more pictures of them because that was a popular, bigger album right. and they kind of went out, got out there a little more, uh-huh. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm, gonna I'm dress dressing like, like these guys. Let's hear a few B-sides. This is Romance. This uh, this was on Eponymous, and I, I like this a lot. This is weirdly the first song they did with Scott Litt um, as kind of a test oh, run. Oh, is it? It's before. in the movie. It's in some movie. I can't yeah. remember what movie it is, but uh, this is Romance. <laughs> Sounds like the last album to me. It does. I like this a lot. I do too. I almost like it. I haven't heard this in a while. Can we? Yeah. They famously this. hate this song, as Do far they? as I remember. I, I could be wrong, but I think they all hate this song. I like it better than anything on document. No way. Come on. <laughs> I do. Come on. I do. I'm sorry. What is wrong with you? I don't know. That's insane. I got a, I got a broken insane. brain. That is insane. But this is the first song that uh, when old dumb shit Don says, uh, I don't want to work with you anymore, he sends him Scott Litt. Yeah. And the rest was history. This is Last Date. This is another B-side. Oh, this is just instrumental. It's an instrumental. Did you know that uh, Deborah Harry uh, sang over it for on one of her records? Really? Mm-hmm. She, she uh, sings the... Uh, la, da, 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 all that. Um, so what yeah. else we got here? We got uh, oh, this is off of the um, oh, this the is Athens, from the movie. Georgia. Yeah. yeah, this is a couple dream, years. Before. This is Neverly Brother. It came out dream, 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 right before this. This is the Everly Brothers song, obviously. I loved this it, and the harmonies. I would go around. Oh, I love this. singing yeah. this in my car all the time. But this is like Life's Rich Pageant era. It's era, but the because it came out. Gotcha. 
right when this came out is why we did it on this. And uh, that is all for the B-side. I've got a couple cool ones. What do you got? I got some uh, something, uh, kind of a some cool work tour stuff that they used to do. Mm-hmm. This was something I didn't discover until, <laughs> <laughs> until 91, but it's from a work tour show, and it became a big deal because I kind of discovered it by really You're like an archaeologist. <laughs> That's right. I'm the Indiana Jones of the indie <laughs> section. It belongs in a museum! <laughs> so... Oh, is this the Time After Time? Yeah. I actually have this. I didn't play it. This is great. So they start with Time After Time. It's just he and Peter Buck. I think I can hear... Mike Mills definitely harmonizes later, but I think there's a little bass in there. Can you, were you able to ever I, pick that up? I don't think, I until they start playing South Central Rain, I don't think. I don't even know if there's bass in South Central Rain. So they're singing Time After Time, which we've talked about from a previous record. Yeah. Uh, and and this then, is the, yeah, this is like an on the third encore at a work tour show or something. Yeah. And it's just them and they're singing it. And then he segues into Peter Let's, Gabriel's Red Rain. See if you can get to that part. almost sounds like Peter Buck was like, wait, what are you doing? It fits with the chords, so yeah. he's, he should just keep playing. Come on, Peter. And so was still kind of a new album, because that was 86, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. A needle pu- pulling thread. Mm. I come to you defenses down with the trust of a child and then this stuff and they segue from rain to rain this was a big this version Red, of all these songs in south central that is this is are you talking <laughs> Okay, um, so there's that. You know what? You know what I wanted to tell you about this. You know the uh, live uh, show that they have on disc two of the uh, document. document. Yeah, that was this, what I was about to go to. It's that's from this, but they cut it off. They only play this South Central Rain part because because of the length of a compact disc. But I think also they have to pay Peter Gabriel. Oh yeah, no one wants to pay that dude. Um, but. Although we are, we are going to pay him for this, right? Is that right, Ryan? So okay. check this out. In that live show, the work tour live show, Lightning Hopkins is the third song. I, yeah, I, was, I, I listened play. to it today. It's, it's, yeah. So you can tell they were like, this rocks. Oh, boy. Um, but St- it's, great to, it. it's great to hear these. Stop this. Their old songs kind of going through the all right, all right. work tour. Wait, no, stop. If you're going to talk over it, turn it down. Um, yeah, this tour was terrific. You didn't see them on I this I didn't tour, see this did tour. You? But you were a 15-year-old boy, and did you go with your brother? No, I didn't see them until until Green. As Yeah, I didn't see them until Green either. We'll talk about that on the next episode. Did you have anything else you wanted to play? I don't think I did. No, I don't. Um, Well, this is, you know what? I got to say, this has been a successful episode. I believe so. We took a trip down uh, Mamory Lane. and uh, (laughs) If you know what I mean. 
and uh, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed uh, picking this album back up and trying to figure out my feelings about it. Um, and those... I think that's really interesting how you had put it down. I've done that with a lot of albums, not this band, but where I get an album, I'm like, oh, I kind of like this, and then the greatest hits comes along, and, and I, I just, just never get yeah. about the album. But um, this is, and this is still where I'm the age where I'm pouring over albums and listening to them obsessively over and over and over. Nowadays, you know, I'll get an album and listen to it once. Maybe I'll listen to a couple songs on it and then put it on random. This is, you know, so I just, I don't know why that was, but uh, it is what it is. And on the next episode, we're going to be talking about Green, where R.E.M. gets even bigger um, and uh, has a lot of interesting stuff on it. So until then... I want to say thank you to all of you, and I want to say thank you to you, and I hope that you all find what you're looking for. Boys Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening, and remember, the future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website, showcase your work, blog, or publish content, tent, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers, and there is nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code REM to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. My memory is a mess. More and more stuff's coming back. Came here because I was running. Okay. Running from myself. Okay, please. But I'm not going to run again. No, 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 no. I'm one of the good guys. <laughs> Killing is a sin, isn't it? So I'm a sinner. All right. Marvel and Stitcher present Wolverine The Long Night. Out now, only on Stitcher Premium. For one month free, go to wolverinepodcast.com and use promo code MARVEL. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs, people like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. 
I think it's a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.